Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome into the Online Choir Podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper, between a coaching search, between early signing period for Illinois football, where they are expected to sign 14 commits, and we'll have all the coverage at Online Enquirer of that. Illinois basketball had their Big Ten season opener, so what else could we add to this week? But it was a nice experience, Derek Piper, after a loss to Missouri, after Illinois football's loss to Northwestern, and a coach firing. It was nice to have a comfortable, breezy 92-65 win where Illinois looked like, yes, it is still a very, very good basketball team. Yeah, 100%. It was a complete performance, nice old-fashioned beatdown, and I really liked the game plan early on and getting the ball to Kofi time and again. You'd hoped against Liam, Liam Robbins, who's a good player, transfer out of Drake, but just giving up 50 pounds and uh, his first experience in the Big Ten. And usually you have those welcome to the Big Ten kind of moments, and Kofi definitely gave him one of those two fouls within four minutes. Uh, uh, defensively, Trent Frazier was great against Marcus Carr, but uh, really throughout the, the team, I thought you got a really good defensive effort. And, and Minnesota, I thought, was the, the higher energy team early, and, and it hurt that Illinois missed some free throws, but their response after that, they got in control later in the, in the first half, and uh, it was just a formality after that. Kofi Coburn is the star of the show here. I mean, a career performance for Kofi, who played a little bit longer than I thought he would in that game. Felt like Brad was trying to get him 30 points, but he does cross the 30-point threshold for the first time in his career. His uh, career high before this was 28 or 26 points. His Big Ten high before this was 22. He gets 33 points, and he does it amazingly efficiently, Derek. 12 of 15 from the field, 9 of 15 from the free throw line. He was really good in the second half from the line. Nine fouls drawn in this one, 13 rebounds. I thought his activity and effort and motor, which Brad Underwood said was the big word, was as good as it's ever been here at Illinois. Also added two blocks, but I think that's that's what Kofi Coburn is capable of, Derek, when his effort level is at a 10. Um, he can dominate college basketball when his effort level is that high. And kudos to Brad Underwood, the staff. I know Adam Fletcher is always on him about it. Uh, but Kofi, that's as good as we've ever seen him. And, and the type of performance that if Kofi can do that, we've seen what Iowa can do. Illinois is really tough to beat with that duo. It was a great response by him after a, a lot of talk, even just yesterday, about wanting more and more and more from him. And clearly, you look at averaging 14 and 9 
you don't take that for granted too much, but you know that he just has another step to get to. And this was a good sign of what he's capable of. Uh, again, just going up against a matchup where he can dominate. And I, I love the fact that, like you said, effort level, uh, rebounding out of his area, uh, but just the the confidence, but also the composure in the paint, making his moves. He hadn't made a hook shot through the first six games. He was 0 for 5. I think he made at least three tonight. Drop steps were good to him. Uh, getting to the free throw, throw line, struggled early, but finished really strong there late. Uh, and defensively, being able to come over, help side blocks. And uh, I just love the fact that he, he did it at both ends of the floor and uh, to come right back after a Missouri game where he had a stretch there where he had some dunks. But other than that, uh, maybe not as much as he could have provided. This was a really good step in the right direction. And Illinois made the conscious effort, right? And you wrote it. It was the number one key in your game. Get Liam Robbins in foul trouble, and they did within the first three minutes, right? So I thought that was really important. It took out Minnesota's probably second best player in this game. Um, but you're right. I mean, he made a hook shot. That drop step, which we didn't see a lot of early in the season, has been really effective. He even made kind of a step back six-footer at one point. And then we got to give credit to the guards uh, for some fantastic feeds to him. Andre Curbelo with most of them. Andre had nine assists to just two turnovers today. Io had some great passes to him. DeMonte with some uh, entry feeds. So we got to give kudos to those guards because they got it to their big man uh, a lot today, and uh, it worked. Yeah, they got it to him early and often, and Curbelo can just, as Brad's talked about, just every possible angle. When you think that maybe he's falling out of bounds and you don't have a seam there, he just finds a way to deliver. I thought Kofi did a very good job of being able to handle that and, and use his hands well. Uh, Io does a fantastic job with the, the over-the-top pass, the touch pass. Uh, so they... They were able to set him up, and I like the fact that Curbelo and Io got a good amount of run together uh, playing in this game because both of them are very good high IQ passers and, and set Kofi up really, really well. Yeah, and and you saw tonight like when when all these guys are working together so well, just how good this team can be because Minnesota's not a Big Ten contender. They're I think they're going to struggle to get the NCAA tournament right, but I mean that's a Power Five team that you just demolished uh, because. When you got Trent Frazier, Io DeSumo, Demonte Williams, Andrew Curbelo, and Adam Miller got going a little bit late, but those guards are just tough to handle. Uh, and I, I think one thing that I was kind of my lead today before Kofi started to put together his entire performance, Derek, was what a defensive effort from Illinois that kind of gets overlooked because of uh, what Kofi did, and, and understandably so. But you held Marcus Carr to 3 of 13 shooting. He did get to the free throw line, ended up with 16 points in this one, but you made him really, really work for it. And that's the one guy who could beat you in this game. Him and Liam Robbins were the guys you were really concerned about. And Trent Frazier just bodied him up and uh, took on the task. Brad said, Trent told him before the game, I got him. And uh, Brad did say, and you can talk about this, Derek, if you want, that they changed up a little bit defensively. They didn't switch as much. Uh, but Io had a great defensive game. DeMonte Williams had a great defensive game, as you said Kofi did. Uh, and Trent Frazier certainly locked him down, added a couple threes. And, and when Trent does that, uh, he's great. But defensively, you held Minnesota to 27% shooting in this one, Derek, under uh, it was around 0.8% shooting. So th that line, uh, you do that, 0.8 points per possession, you're going to win a lot of Big Ten games. So while Kofi's the story, I think Brad's got to be so happy about his defense because that's what's going to win you a Big Ten championship.
Yeah, for sure. Marcus Carr, third leading scorer in the Big Ten heading into this one. And some attacking lead guards had given Illinois some problems, whether it be Jason Preston with Ohio, Xavier Penson, Missouri, and, and everything that Baylor had to work with in their backcourt. So great response by Trent Frazier to be able to step up and, and, and take that challenge. Like you said, not switching through screens. And I thought last year Trent did a really good job. I was concerned, honestly, because just the size of Marcus Carr to go with his explosiveness because he's really quick with that first step. But Trent did a great job of fighting through screens and cutting off angles. And again, even defending on an island where, where Carr would try to get him around the painted area, Trent was just, you know, stuck to him essentially the, the entire time uh, and didn't need a whole lot of help off of that. So uh, for Carr and then both Gatch, Gotch, however you say it, you didn't need to say his name tonight. He went 0 for 9. But those were uh, their two leading scorers, guys that combined were averaging over 30 a game, Gotch goes 0 for 9, and, and Carr is 3 for 13. So the perimeter defense, the Iowa defended really well, maybe didn't have as good of an offensive game. But uh, overall, yeah, Brad has put a lot of emphasis on setting the tone defensively, and, and they definitely got that done tonight. All right, let's talk more about this game after a quick break. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right derek andre Krabella, can we talk a little bit more about him because he's so much fun to watch there was one moment where uh he was on a fast break and he tried to do this harlem globetrotters you know, baseball pat, bounce pass, and Brad Underwood immediately yanked him out. Uh, but it was a learning lesson, apparently, because Kerbeau was fantastic the rest of the way. And you're right, I love seeing him with Io DeSumo more because, like Andres Felice last year, Andre Kerbeau in the half court can just create so much offense. And that they're at their best offensively uh, when Kerbeau was in that game. He found Adam Miller for open threes. He obviously found Kofi uh, for a lot of open shots. Trent Frazier had open shots because of Kerbeau. Uh, he's as good as advertised, man. 
He definitely is. Yeah, we, we had some upcoming out uh, of high school, and uh, he, he's certainly showed people what, what, what everyone was raving about and talking about, his playmaking, his vision. I mean, he, he kind of runs circles around saying what we do each and every game here. And I, I really like the fact that after that, bounce pass that the Brad didn't like and got out on him and pulled him out of the game. The second half, I thought he was really composed and uh, picked his spots really, really well. Uh, but he just is able to probe that defense and it, it causes the defense to collapse and uh, help off a of Kofi with the big guy or allow seams on the outside where you can skip it to a shooter. And I think that when Curbelo's in the game with Io and, and Adams out there with Trent, uh, I think not only when Curbelo's able to penetrate, but when Kofi had the ball in the post, normally you would say, when he's going like that, why did you not double? But you don't want to help off Io or Carbello, or if you have Trent in one corner and Miller in the other. Uh, there's just a lot of weapons. So I like the way that he's really able to, to create. And, I mean, he's, yeah, he's a show for sure. Adam Miller, uh, let's talk about this game because I thought Adam Miller early on really was forcing things, um, you know, dribbled too much, took contested shots in the lane, and I think he's finding it's a little bit harder to create off the dribble uh, against Big Ten defenses, against really good Power 5 defense, high major defense here. Uh, but then he got going later in the game. I, I do think defensively he got lost a little bit early, but he does give solid defense throughout most of these games. Uh, but he just seemed to settle down a little bit later when the game got out of hand, hit some open threes. But that's the next step for him, right, is just the decision-making in the, in the half court where it seemed like he tried to force things and be the guy instead of just trying to let the offense run as it usually does. Yeah, and, and that's a process for him as someone that at previous levels has just been able to – you know, go out and get whatever shot he wants and you kind of live with some of the inefficiency just because he's that talented. And he can hit some really tough shots where he, he dribbles it behind his back and kind of step back from mid-range and he makes that early on. But uh, there were some times where he forced some shots off the dribble where he doesn't get by his guy or, or he, he gets into the teeth of the, of the defense and he's kind of caught there. Um, but yeah, when he's in rhythm, beating his guy to the corner on a transition, fast break, I mean, he gets space there, and that's that's going in most of the time, and you love to have that. Defensively, I think overall in the season, he's provided really good energy, and he's 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 ahead of where we've seen a guy like Alan Griffin or obviously Tevian Jones, other guards or wings come in and uh, not be able to hold their own quite as well as Adam does. So, yeah, he's still kind of feeling out, you know, the, the aggressiveness, the confidence, but taking the right shot, and, and we'll see him probably grow throughout the season there. It's, it's funny, we're like kind of like, critiquing but he had 14 points as a freshman right like but that that's how good he is uh and he's an important piece of this team uh, we haven't talked too much about iota Zumu. uh 10 points seven rebounds five assists he did have four turnovers uh and shot five of 14 from the floor Derek. but it was a quiet but really good night uh for iota Zumu. and it's a good thing when he can have that kind of game and he, he seems fine with it right he, he seems fine like i don't need to go get my 25 points tonight i'll let the the big man eat and let's just go win basketball games yeah, that's a, that's a great luxury to have. It doesn't necessarily seem right that he goes for 36 and you lose, and then he he, he goes four, five for 14 and, and you you blow him out. But uh, I thought just there were some moments where in transition where he kind of forced the issue. Some of those settling for mid-range pull-ups early in the shot clock. I didn't necessarily like those shots, but overall, yeah, his his effort on the glass is something that he's established that that he's that he's going to do that and make it a priority this year to to get seven rebounds is really impressive. The passing uh, and he had some drives to the lane as well that were that were good and uh, defensively he was solid. So when your your star can just be 
decent by his standards and, and be able to do that, that's that's pretty good. Uh, we weren't I, I wasn't on the Rich Patino Zoom call, were you? I was not, no. Okay, so we didn't get to ask him about Kofi or if he knew that Kofi was on the court or not. Um, but we'll have to check that afterwards. Uh, Minnesota's got one really, really good player, Marcus Carr. William Robbins, I think, is a, a solid big-time big man. He's, a, he's an improvement for them. Uh, but that's that's a team that's probably bottom five, bottom six, or in the Big Ten, you know, Maryland-like. I think they're not the bottom of the Big Ten. I think they're a team that can win six to eight games there. Uh, but you you definitely treated them like they aren't an NCAA tournament contender. And I think Minnesota is a team that's going to get around seven Big Ten wins. So I thought it was really encouraging, Derek, after a really disappointing Missouri game, especially early, and then you fall late despite uh, tying the game. Uh, I thought this was a great response for Illinois. First five minutes, you're down 18 to 10. Last 35 minutes, you win 82 to 47, I, I believe it was. Uh, great response uh, by a team. And, and now you got to do it over and over again, right? That's the hard part is now you have a top 20 showdown against Rutgers over the weekend. Consistency uh, with a team that's still got some youth on it. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do that against a Minnesota team that hadn't been tested yet this year. They got to play at home and, and reel off six in a row. But I agree with you. They're going to be in the bottom echelon of the Big Ten. And there's going to be nights where Carr goes off and they'll be able to get somebody. Uh, Robbins has really saved them from uh, being in a real pickle without Oturu down low. And I think that he's he's decent. He uh, The physicality is something that he might struggle with because he's only 235, uh, depending on the matchup. But, yeah, 100%. You you came in, you imposed your will, you left no doubt. Now you get to move on to Rutgers, and that's going to be a really tough challenge. Yeah, last year they lost at Rutgers by 15. Didn't have Iowa DeSumo, of course, with well, one game he missed, uh, which is amazing, uh, before he went to, and beat Penn State. What do you think of that matchup, Derek? Because Ron Harper Jr. is playing really, really good. Rutgers is a legit top 25 team that's going to play you physically. We know how Steve Peichel does it. They got talented freshmen. Uh, Miles Johnson is back. Uh, this is the most legit Rutgers team we've, we've seen in a while. So what's going to be the key for Illinois going on the road and getting a win? Yeah, you got to find a way to slow down Ron Harper Jr. I know that he got you for 27 last year in that matchup and, and had 27 against Maryland in the Big Ten opener. So he's playing at an extremely high level. Geo Baker is back, so that's really important for them. Jacob Young has played really darn well for them as another guard who's really quick and gets out in transition. This is a Rutgers squad that likes to get up and down the floor, uh, and they have the physicality inside. So I would, I would look for Kofi to try to build on this because Miles Johnson is not someone that he's going to be able to move as easily uh, and hope that they don't put fouls on Kofi as we've seen in, in, in a couple of games. So uh, just it's strength on strength. It's physicality. It's kind of the some of the same building blocks that go into their program. So that they're they're similar. Uh, there's just going to be some matchups that they're going to have to win. Yeah, and uh, this is this is the Big Ten, man. Um, and, and these are the games that if you want to win a Big Ten title, right? I, I know it's really early in the season, uh, but if you want to win a Big Ten title, you want to be in the discussion for one of the top two seeds or you know top couple seeds in the big and the NCAA tournament. Um, you got to go win this game. If you want to be in the top ten again next week, you got to go win this game. So I think it's going to be a physical affair. I don't think you're going to score 92 points uh, in this one, but uh, this is where it really gets fun, man. It does. And after this road trip, you go to Rutgers, you go to Penn State, come back home and you don't leave the state. But once, I think, through middle of January. So there are some opportunities to come back and get settled in in your home state, play Indiana after Christmas. But Penn State's made some noise here recently. I know they looked good in their 
uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge game after blowing a, a lead to Seton Hall, so they're doing some things. But, yeah, you look at Rutgers as someone that's in that same kind of conversation, top five in the Big Ten, and this would be a really good opportunity to take another step forward as asserting yourself as a league title contender. All right, Derek, we've done a couple of podcasts on the football coaching search, uh, so I'm going to give you a minute. Um, who's your guy? Have you picked out a guy of who's going to replace Olivia Smith? Oh, man, uh, me and Lon have tabbed Jim Leonard as our guy. Now, I'm a little skeptical because, you know, the lack of head coaching experience is something that maybe maybe Josh doesn't have him as high on his list. Um, I, I just – Love the idea of being Wisconsin South and, and the, the defense that he brings, the, the young energy that he has. I think that he could sell the state, get guys on board. I would question being the fact that he's not the head guy somewhere, how much of a staff could he pull with him or, or how he would be able to do that. But, uh, man, this is your this is your angle. This is your – I'm reading all your stuff. It's, it's great breakdowns, and uh, I'm just along for the ride, honestly. Yeah, So so now I go home. We uh, get up in a couple hours. We start the early signing period. We'll have a bunch of content on that, our signing day spotlights, a piece, a big piece on uh, Samari Collier as well, who's going to sign the quarterback. Uh, and I think it's kudos to the Illinois football staff that's currently here that uh, they're actually going to leave some talent here. And, and I think some intriguing talent, Not obviously not a great class, but some intriguing talent that can uh, make a Big Ten impact. Uh, but also have a, a good interview I'm going to do tomorrow that kind of tells you how they were able to do this. So uh, we'll have a bunch of content coming up. Again, this is your last day. Wednesday is your last day, 60% off VIP subscription for a year, $60 savings. So sign up for that. Illinois basketball gets a big win tonight, 92-65. Uh, Kept Brown told us the biggest lopsided, uh, most lopsided Big Ten opener for Illinois since 1983-84, and that was an Elite Eight team. So uh, that's, that's a pretty good sign <laughs> we do that in the Big Ten opener. But for Derek Piper, I'm Jeremy Warner. Thanks for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us, wherever you get us. Everybody take care of each other, and have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast. documentary as we speak rap music on trial now streaming exclusively on paramount plus rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases every song every lyric every video that you've ever been involved with they're going to use against you follow rap artist kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system this artistic expression is a confession i'm ready roll the tape watch the eye-opening new documentary as we speak rap music on trial exclusively on paramount plus head to paramount plus.com to try it free terms apply